<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. I'm humming along to the theme song. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 2, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 287 of the Biden-Harris administration. 370 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram. Go there right now. The Bob Seska is my handle. And on Twitter, my handle is Bob Seska underscore go. The worst handle in the world. Okay, with all of that said and done, let's bring him in. Buzz, Buzz is sitting right over there. You say Buzz, You've said it all. Good day to you, sir. Uh, good day. Did, did you hear those people outside the studio? I did. What are they saying? I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure they're shouting, let's go Burbank. Is that <laughs> possible? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, hi, hi, hi Bob. Hi, how are hi, you? Hi, hi, everybody. Uh, he is Bob. I'm Buzz, and Lord help us, we have Greta Mania. <laughs> you too, man. I thought <laughs> yeah. I had a fever. Turns out to be Greta Mania. Uh, how, how was your Halloween? I know you said you don't get many trick or treaters. Uh, ours vary from year to year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero. We had zero trick or treaters. Did, yeah. did you do anything special for Halloween? Mm. Nope. Nope. No. Watch okay, TV. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't get a lot of trick or treaters this year, uh, but. That's because I turned on the sprinklers. That could be... Again? They stayed away. Uh, old man Burbank turned on the sprinklers again. You kids, get <laughs> off my lawn. Uh, American Airlines is uh, under scrutiny for canceling thousands of flights over the weekend. Wow. Uh, weary travelers immediately responded by boycotting Southwest. <laughs> Well, see, here's the deal. A lot of people are angry about a Southwest pilot saying, let's go Brandon on the Mm, PA. Right. Now, as you may know, uh, that's right-wing code for F. Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, We also have a code name uh, for Donald Trump. (laughs) Yes, we do. But in ours, we just say the words. (laughs) That's right. Damn it, we're honest about it, at least. Trump Trump is so dumb. How dumb is he? Uh, He he just made a list of the specific documents he doesn't want the January 6th committee to see. Sure. Which is like a teenager saying, if you're going to search my room, don't look in the closet. (laughs) You put your weed in there. That's why. Good good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Colorado Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert Ah. revealed this week that she once gave birth in her pickup truck. <laughs> and that's how we got Louis Gomer. <laughs> I can't stop this feeling. 
Rocky Mountain Mike right here. About the GOP uh-huh. that they just don't realize. It's not 1863 when we're voting on a Tuesday night. They let you know that you have no rights. I know they're hooked on their stealing. They're high on their cheating. We and statues of Robert E. Lee. Left of Stephanie's box wine. She, she doesn't drink anymore. On Fox News at night, they want you scared. If you're old and wine, I know they're hooked on their stealing. Yeah, yeah. They sure like deceiving. They sure they don't do. Like democracy. Yes, indeed. Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky MNCN Mike at uh, Twitter. At the Twitter. Go follow him on Twitter. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mike. So, yeah. Buzz, my friend, it is election day in uh, Virginia. And uh, apparently there are other states that have elections today, uh, but they don't matter because we're focusing on Virginia. Rightfully so. Well, yeah, because that's the only one that's really close. And it's close between... Trumpism and democracy. That's exactly uh, right, and and not just for Virginia, but for the nation. Mm-hmm. And and why are we so worried? Why are we so concerned about this? I mean, certainly, are you the, are you are yeah. you worried? Are you concerned? I am very concerned. I mean, it's gonna I be am another, too. It's going to be I another night. Sure. I, I just want to end the day by watching uh, Ted Lasso rerun and Better Call Saul. That was my that was going to be my well, week, sure. weekday uh, evening, escape. right? Yeah, you got to escape. You got to. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That, that would be the desire. Instead, it, it, you know, it's going to be Steve Kornacki and math all night here, long. Here, Fun. Here's what here's what has had me in a bad mood yeah. this morning, yeah. and and not as optimistic as I would like to be. And that is, how is it so freaking close? Yeah. I, how yeah. is it yeah. that that race that race should not be close? How is this even possible? Have yeah. we lost that many Americans? Is that? I mean. Uh, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm sputtering because I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm right there I, with I can't, you. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. It, it, it's the lack of enthusiasm. I have no fucking idea why it takes Democrats oh, so I, long I to accelerate, you know, from zero to enthusiastic. It seems like it takes forever. It's like an 18 wheeler going uphill. It's just chugging, chugging, chugging along. And it seems like um, that process, we haven't arrived at energetic yet before you know, today. Here's the problem, in my view, and, yeah. and I really think this is it. I think easily a majority of Americans think the way we think. And when I say we, I'm talking about you and I and the people in our audience, how mm-hmm. we generally think. We disagree on little things, but we generally agree. We have on a basic set of principles and goals That's and right. ideals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I follow the news. Uh, the people listening to the show follow the news. I hope so. Otherwise, they won't get the joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, well, why are you listening <laughs> if you're not following the news? 
But but so here's a group of well-informed uh, and uh, citizens who want to be involved, who will vote, who do vote. The problem is, and and I really think I've nailed it here. Most Americans have stopped paying attention. Yep. Most Americans think it's either hopeless, or they've bought into the both sides argument. Yeah. Or they've given up, or they just don't want to hear it anymore because it ain't cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it isn't Kardashian. Yeah. And and we've just we've we've lost. People on our side, people who believe what we believe, we've lost their engagement. They don't mm-hmm. even, and they don't realize most Americans, especially right-thinking Americans, don't even realize what's happening and oh, how close, how close we are, and how close we have been, and how close we will continue to be mm-hmm. to losing democracy. It's and, real. Yeah, and so many of those Americans see the both sides nonsense, and right. that's what makes them tune out because they figure. Oh, well, this side is doing this thing, and that side's doing the other thing, and they cancel each other out. Why should I even bother? I don't know which side is right. I don't know which side is wrong anymore, because this is how it's being presented. And we know some of the reasons. We all know why that's happening, but it's still happening, regardless of why it's happening. Yes, we all recognize that a lot of times, if you happen to bump into Chuck Todd on cable news, you're going to see that kind of attitude. Well, on one hand, these guys are doing this, and on the other hand these guys are doing that and you know what it's a pox on both their houses and whatever right that's what's causing the disillusionment because people don't understand that there is one side that is interested in science and facts and doing the right thing for your society uh you know integrity things like that the truth reality and there is another side that is engaged in this fantastical world of just the most ridiculous racist fan fiction in the history of american politics i mean pt barnum would uh, (laughs) give up and go home if he saw what was happening on the uh, republican side of things these days well i've talked about our failure in education before but this this is so much bigger than i even realized this problem of of ignorance and it's it's a, a lack of education in the areas we've discussed before civics government uh, civic responsibility, those kinds of things that yeah. aren't taught, uh, but but and haven't been. Uh, but it's also this disengagement with the news and not mm-hmm. knowing what's going on currently, and yeah. therefore not knowing the threat against society. And if everyone who shared our ideals understood the threat, they'd all be voting today. That's just the thing. I think even people who um, understand the threat might not realize that the threat is actually the top priority. That's the problem. I think we've got scrambled priorities. I've been talking about this for weeks now, that I feel like uh, there are too many of us who are still focused on the old politics, the pre-Trump politics, the pre-existential emergency politics, where it was okay to push your side around to kind of get your policies enacted and so on, to kind of you know strategically undermine your own side in order to get what you want. These days, when you undermine your own side, what you're doing is you're actually amplifying the other side. You're helping those guys because the Red Hats, yeah, they're full of piss and vinegar. And they're going to take that piss and vinegar to the polling places in Virginia today. And as we know, if Virginia falls to uh, Glenn Youngkin, then Glenn Youngkin is going to be under tremendous pressure by his own people 
to enact a lot of the election laws that we've seen passed elsewhere, Georgia, Texas, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, not to, not to mention this crap about critical race theory and, yeah. and vaccines and everything that's else. That's right. That's right. And also, I'm very cognizant of the fact that you might be hearing this after the results are in tonight. Yes. So yeah. greetings, people of the future. I hope things yeah. turned out well. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, because Fingers I think crossed. it'll be interesting regardless of the outcome what uh, aside from what you've just outlined what happens and especially on the democratic side what happens if Youngkin wins where do we go from here what's yeah. our next move how do we well, deal with that the next thing that we need to look out for those of you who are hearing the show before Kernaki comes on tonight um, or tomorrow. one thing or tomorrow as the case <laughs> yeah. may be this may yeah. be an all-night endeavor if it's close right. Uh, the thing is that we want to look for if if it looks like Yunkin's going to win, uh-huh. we got to stay focused on the oh my god I think it's the House of Delegates in Virginia yeah because if that margin goes to the Republicans I believe and I, the numbers are getting scrambled in my head right now this is where I really need uh, Kornacki's math to clarify right. things but I think the Democrats have a ten seat advantage in the uh, Virginia House of Delegates which is the sort of the equivalent of the House of Representatives representatives in the right, uh, right, Virginia in General Assembly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And if that starts to look bad, then we need to get extra nervous. But there's still a Senate firewall. The Virginia Senate Mm-hmm. is still held by Democrats. I think the margin is right. narrower. Suffice to say, if things um, go poorly at the governor's level, we may still have a firewall in the General Assembly. So that may be the upside ultimately. It's not like the General Assembly is going to send Glenn Youngkin some sort of radical anti-abortion law like the Texas law or the Mississippi law or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen in Virginia. And, and, and is it a failure or a rebuke of Trump if Youngkin loses? I think everything that's bad for the Republican Party is bad for Trump. They're one and the same. They are you know, married. Uh, and I was struck as you were outlining uh, the Virginia legislature there uh, that uh, here again, it's close. Yeah, uh, in yeah. our in our Congress in D.C., it's close. Mm-hmm. You know, what little majority we have is close. Yeah. Why? Why is this? Why is this race? Why is this this race a toss up today in Virginia? Why uh, is the Congress so fifty fifty? Why is the Pennsylvania Legislature so fifty fifty fifty? Why is it so close? I, I uh, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that it's I, it's because Democrats aren't voting. Uh, it's the, the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. Uh, and and even that isn't our solution to everything. It's it's important, but in, in fact, it's it's the most important thing, yeah. even if it doesn't stand alone. But uh, I, I just can't believe that uh, Americans so eager to get rid of Trump uh, are willing to drop the ball at this point and let him back in because he's doing everything he can to work his way back in. I think uh, those of us who follow the news on a regular basis or on social media and so on, I think we understand the stakes. I don't think a lot of people understand the real stakes of elections. I'm not just say this election, but all elections currently. Because it, it is right now a battle for the soul of the United States. It's a battle for the future of the United States. And so far as things go the wrong way, what and- we're talking about is a minority party that will establish itself permanently in government they will not leave how do i know i keep going back to this example how do i know that they will not leave once they attain majority power 
because they already tried not to leave. They invaded the goddamn United States Capitol. We're going to be talking about the Washington Post thing here in a little bit. Um, They invaded the Capitol. They tried to hang the vice president, who was on their side, by the way. And and, (laughs) That's how radical they are, and that's what we need to prevent. And Mitt Romney was one of their targets as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just about anyone who was in a place of leadership uh, was being targeted that day. Yeah, it wasn't on Team Trump, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they were being, well, the people who were helping the insurrectionists were, you know, the members of Congress right. uh, who we all know the names of. We, we know the names Josh Hawley, and we know the names Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and the usual suspects. They were, uh, you know, allegedly uh, on board with the entire plot. So they were and, and safe, but everyone else wasn't. You you had to be talking about Joe Manchin uh, primarily when you were yeah. talking about those who work against their own party. Yeah. Uh, I, but man, I, here again, Democrats didn't vote hard enough and uh, mm-hmm. that gave Joe Manchin too much of a voice. Yeah. What do we, What seriously, I know this question's been raised a hundred times uh, over the last uh, couple of months. What do we, what do we do about Joe Manchin for now? If you were Joe Biden, what would you do about Joe Manchin? That's a really good question. As far as the negotiations go, the guy is getting a hernia from all the goalpost moving, for God's sake. I mean, picking up those goalposts and moving them. I mean, he's an older guy. I don't know how he can handle it. It's got to be a strain. Without blowing a tube down there, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so, uh, but but yeah, just now it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking $1.5 even though I agreed on $1.75, even though I agreed on something higher before, and even though I stood there with Joe Biden when he first announced the deal back in June, God damn it. He, He couldn't be more Republican on this yeah. because he uh, he did what the Republicans do, and that is say, well, you know, negotiate with me, and we'll we'll get a deal, mm-hmm. and they strike a deal, and then he goes, no, no, it's too much, forget it, I'm not going to vote for it. Yeah, right, uh, right. That's the same misleading BS that we get from the Republicans. He's acting as a Republican. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I, I, we, we've got to find a way around this. They've got to uh, break the filibuster, and I see increasing uh, support for that. I see a uh, Republican Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski has come out in favor of ending the filibuster. Uh, it would be great if others uh, got on board uh, to help uh, cancel out Joe Manchin. Just need one more. If, yep. if Murkowski is on board, God she, damn it. She is. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then yeah. you get uh, one of the other uh, moderate Republicans. That's BS. We, and we got to call it as it is. They're conservative Republicans at best. I'm sorry, yeah. conservative Democrats at best. Republicans at worst, uh, they are behaving as Republicans uh, in their negotiation, in their bad faith negotiations. Oh, you're well, talking about you're talking about Manchin. I was talking about Ma- Murkowski. Manchin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. I'm sorry. I was because I'm I'm really focused on on Manchin. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. A lot of my anger today is toward him uh, <laughs> because is it a coincidence? that he uh, announced that he wasn't going to support it after all that negotiating. Is it a coincidence he would announce that 24 hours before the Virginia election? Yeah, yeah, not so smart. That, yeah. So that Terry McAuliffe has nothing to go on, yeah. uh, so that Joe uh, Joe Biden is in, uh, you know, at Glasgow with nothing to go on. And, and uh, you know, because, the, the crazy thing yeah. about that is Joe Manchin knows that because of his shenanigans, 
Democratic voters or voters in general in Virginia will vote against the Democrats because of what Joe Manchin is doing, holding back the uh, the process with Build Back Better. That's the right. insane world we live in right now, that there are voters who are going to go, oh, yeah, you know what? Screw those Democrats. They can't it, get it Build is, Back Better passed. And it's just it, like, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait, no, no, that's Joe Manchin. That's the next state over. That's West Virginia. That guy, that guy's the problem. It's not the Virginia Democrats. You don't punish Terry McAuliffe because of what Joe Manchin is doing. But that's going to happen anyway. I mean, you know, look, it's the it's the insanity of uh, our politics these days. It's it's not hyperbole uh, or ass kissing to say uh, the amount of stuff that Joe Biden has accomplished while in office mm-hmm. is beyond amazing. Cutting childhood poverty in half. Big deal. Uh, getting Republicans to agree on an infrastructure deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on. Uh, but. It's an amazing list for a president's first year in office. And uh, the Democrats in the House have proven, and, you know, most of our Democrats in the Senate have proven that they are there to do what we want them to do. Uh, And, and, you know, because of the Republican opposition, and uh, you add Manchin and Sinema and the like uh, onto that, uh, we're not able to get anything done. Democrats didn't vote hard enough, but now they're taking it out on the Democrats, some voters are, by just not showing up at the polls today. I'm yeah, not going to support yeah. the Democrats. They haven't done all the things I wanted by now. Well, you know, how realistic is that? And It's not. And so by not voting, you're actually allowing Trumpism to take over. And I hope we're terribly wrong about this, Buzz. I hope that the future people who are tuned into the show after the results come in, I hope they are sitting here listening. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Bob, Buzz, you guys were way off about all of this. I mean, Terry McAuliffe, <laughs> you know, uh, walked across the finish line. It was so uh, in I, the bag for him. So. I, and, and I hope it turns out that way. And it, yeah. and it could very well turn out that way. But the fact that we came this close to it is I know. extremely disturbing. It is. So even if this is the next day or the day after that, that you're listening to this and Terry McAuliffe won, even if he won by five points, the polls going into the election, uh, the aggregate, as uh, aggregated by Steve Kornacki at MSNBC, mm-hmm. show uh, Glenn Trumpkin in the lead by a point or two. Oh, uh, it, it, that's statistically a tie. Mm-hmm. But still, why is it that close? Why would Yunkin even have any kind of a lead or even be tied with McAuliffe this close to the election? And I hope that motivates or motivated some people to get out today and vote in Virginia because, again, it's not just democracy in Virginia that we're talking about here. It's uh, democracy for the nation. If Virginia falls, we've got a problem in the rest of the country. Here's um, something that is positive as far as the outlook for tonight's results. It is raining back here. It is dismal. It is gray. It is everything that I hate about this time of year, quite honestly. Plus, we've got all the clock touching happening this Sunday, so there's that on top of it. But suffice to say, in in terms of the election, it's raining here, and the roads are wet. Uh, Let's hope that this tamps down turnout for red hat voters who are who tend to be older um and don't necessarily want to venture out when the roads are slick plus there's all the the leaves on the road and you know so i think people may play it cautious and that may hold back turnout for the republican side that's i mean that's one potentially positive outcome here how this could work out the thing that has motivated republican voters it seems to me is uh, critical race theory and yeah. Youngkin 
pounding on that, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, isn't even taught in schools. And, and it's uh, actually code for racism when you yeah. hear yeah. rednecks, uh, red hats talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, 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 the fact that the, the race has become about that is just stupid because it's made the race about something that doesn't exist, that isn't yeah. a problem. Yeah. And that also is typical of Republican politics. To, to try to make an issue and succeed in making an issue out of something that isn't. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I have to blame the news media. I have to blame uh, Democrats themselves for uh, continuing to fail at messaging up against Republicans. How is it the Republican message about critical race theory gets through and everybody marches down to the polls to vote, but the, the, the fear of, of racism doesn't motivate Democrats to get down to the polls to vote. I, I just don't, because it, it's got to be messaging to some degree. So there's the media, there's Democrats themselves, and, and the fact that Democratic voters uh, aren't paying attention and or uh, are disappointed that they haven't gotten everything they wanted by now. Uh, these are stupid, stupid reasons to lose democracy. Yeah, I think Democrats, uh, bless them, uh, often look for things to support rather than to vote against. I think that tends to be the difference in the mindset where you get a lot of Republicans who are like terrified of critical race theory and they're terrified of, you know, abortion doctors and they're terrified of trans people in bathrooms. And so they race out, oh my God, communism. And they go out and they vote because they're terrified of of all of these things. Whereas Democrats are, yeah, more like, uh, please tell me what you're going to do first and make me like you and then I'm going to vote for you. And right or wrong, that seems to be the dividing line between the two sides as far as uh, energy and enthusiasm for getting out the vote. And And, uh, and, and, A timely, uh, another reminder that uh, these working class Republican voters uh, are afraid of those things yeah. uh, because they've been told to be afraid of those things by the rich Republicans who run the party. Exactly. Well, you know what? Let's talk about some good news here real quick. Let's, please, let's please. throw in a dose of uh, some fun, fun, certainly um, this is fun news. Yeah, I could, very fun news. I need, I need fun, Bob. Yeah, okay. I'm going to give you fun here. Uh, Trump's DWAC stock continues to tank. Oh, my God. This is my favorite story the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Yeah, give it up. Fail, big fail. One-term loser's new business is failing, failing before it ever gets out of the gate. Yeah, exactly. So, as we all know, Trump went public with his new media company, uh, TGW something. I don't know what the name of it. I forget the name of the company. But he's merged with this other company called DWAC, Digital World Acquisition Corp. And Digital World Acquisition Corp. is how Trump is taking his new business public. It's like a placeholder Uh on the NASDAQ. So, as you know, those of you who listen to the show know that I've been following the fate of this stock, knowing full well that it's another Donald Trump business which is doing to fail. Why? Because it's a Donald Trump business. His presidency failed. Even his charity, the Trump Foundation, failed to the point where the Trumps can't even run another charity for the rest of their lives. They're banned from doing it. That's how bad it was. Plus, he got Trump steaks and all the other crap, vodka and university and whatever. So he's got this new business out, and uh, the DWAC stock, as soon as it was announced, it has been tanking, and it is so fun to watch. At one point last week, I think it was down something like 60 point or sixty percentage points. I mean, just insane decline. And so um, as of right now, 
the stock. Let's see. Let's see. We're, let's get a up to the minute read. While, on where while the you're is, looking yeah. at that, yeah. I want to mention a footnote, a funny footnote that Rachel had last night toward okay. the end of her show. Uh, and and again, I I'm not great at high finance stuff, but it yeah. either in, in some of the investment papers, she found a clause that said, "Yeah, none of this applies if either a." Donald Trump runs for president, mm -hmm. or B, Donald Trump is indicted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yesterday was another banner day for Trump's DWAC stock after uh -huh. a catastrophic previous week. It was down another 10.23% for the day oh, yesterday. Congratulations. Hashtag Truth Social. What a... What a Why shame. do bad things? Why do bad things happen to good people, Bob? I don't understand. Yeah, you should have, folks. You should have taken my advice to short sell this <laughs> stock when I was saying you should. This is, I yeah, almost two weeks Did ago, I was saying short this stock. It's gonna fail. Watch. I mean, right now, as of today, just to be perfectly fair, it is up. Uh -huh. I think one point. The other thing I wanted to mention too is uh, I'm getting a lot of replies on Twitter, especially that oh, this is all a big pump and dump scam. Like this is all. This is how Trump intended to do it. Like right. he intended to put this thing out publicly and then uh, watch it crash and burn. Like pump up the price and then watch it right. fail. Donald Trump doesn't want to be seen as a loser. Are you kidding no. me, Donald He's Trump? Ego this is, driven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he used to do that on the stock market all the time. I've talked about how he used to do pump and dump scams, but with this, his name is attached to the company. I mean, right. this is Trump's media venture. This, this is his is, big take. This is, this yeah. is the latest Trump stakes. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. It's He's taken on Google. He's taken on Twitter. He's taken on Facebook. He's taken on Netflix. He's taken on Amazon. He's taken on all the heavy hitters. Do you think in a million years he would deliberately want to be seen as a loser uh, against all of these people? Who, by the way, all of these corporations are his vowed enemies. He's suing several of them. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't think he wants them to win uh, by deliberately losing to them. Right, right. So no way this is a pump and dump. This is just another Trump failure. This is another thing. This is what it looks like to watch Trump's businesses fail in real time. Well, get a good seat because this one's destined to fail as well. That's right. That's right. Um, so there's your, your good news for now. Um, in just a second, uh, Buzz, I want to talk yes. about, we're going to get to the Washington Post thing here too yes, about please. the insurrection. Uh, but I want to talk about what Bill Maher said the other day about yeah, the, I, the I, pandemic I don't, being over. I don't, I don't watch him anymore, so I'd be interested to know what you have to say about that. Yeah, I've got the clip. We're going to uh, break apart the clip here. And, okay. uh, God, it's but not only disillusioning to see his slow decline into... Dennis Millerism. Yeah, some weird sort of MAGA mutation, uh, Joe Rogan hybrid of, uh, you know, it's it's like if, if Joe Rogan fucked a red hat, like literally a red MAGA hat, not a person uh, wearing one, but a red a hat. MAGA hat. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there was a uh, a baby born that was a mix of Joe Rogan's DNA and In the, the front DNA. seat of Lauren Boebert's pickup truck. <laughs> exactly right that would be bill maher right now so we're going to talk about that in just a second this is infuriating especially ahead of the holidays when we're all getting together or at least trying to with family and friends and right. so on and bill maher went and declared that the pandemic is over when it's really not over so we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more coming up here on the show uh but before we do that if you're only listening to the free portion of this show, the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only hearing the first hour. Guess what? 
there's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll uh, at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show. Many people are saying it's the best part of the show. Yeah, many people. Some people are saying that. With the best words. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, It's all happening right now on our Patreon page, by the way. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. See, I registered that domain name, bobseskashow.com, so I Uh wouldn't have to say patreon.com slash Show. But now I'm just saying them interchangeably all the time. Different order, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it only costs you pennies per episode. Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and it'll only cost you $5 per month. You'll be supporting this fully independent podcast. We thank you for that, but don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. The Bob Seska Show. Washington, Pacific Northwest. This is a, a band called Lonely Together. Actually, it's a duo. Lonely Together is the uh, name of the uh, recording artist here collectively, and the song is called Can't Believe It. LonelyTogetherMusic.com. Oh, man. I love this. And the video is like is torn from like an 80s teen movie. You should go watch the, the video. It's posted at uh, LonelyTogetherMusic.com. By the way, speaking of music, not only did we do an indie music countdown on Sunday, so that's ready yes, for you, yes. but also tomorrow, on tomorrow's interview show, I'm going to be interviewing recording artist Wallace Shriver, who is still a teenager, but yet she's got this enormous oh, single Wallace. out right now. Yes. Wallace, yeah, W-A-L-L-I-S. And she's going to be right here on this show. We're going to be talking to her about her cool. her very new career, her very young career, <laughs> career yes, and what indeed. it's like, you know, performing with her sisters, the Shriver sisters, and uh, everything all about her music and, and what it's like to uh, be a, a you know a, a recording artist in the new world of uh, the music industry, which is mainly. You're on your own, folks. No more record labels. They're dying, and everyone and is, yeah. And she's making a great strides. How old is she again? Uh, you know what? Last time I checked, I think she was uh, 17. I want to say 17, right, right around there. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Wallace Schreiber on tomorrow's interview show. Uh, Anybody here remember being 17? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even want to say what I was doing when I was 17 years old. I wasn't recording music very... Or I was in a band, but it sucked. (laughs) Like most of us. As you you should be, yes. You should be in a band that sucks at at age 17. That's (laughs) true. But she, she's in a band that doesn't suck. No, no. All right, uh, Bill Maher. Speaking of things that do kind of suck. um, What do you do this time? Jesus Christ, this pissed me off so much, I can't even believe it. Let's just jump right in. Those of you um, who uh, know this already, um, bear with us, but those of you who haven't heard this clip yet. New to me. Hang on to your socks. Here we go. 
I'm not sure what the latest Dr. Fauci thing was on Halloween. He's changed his mind a lot, but I think it was... Yeah, thank you for reflecting. Again, here we go. Bill Maher from Fox News Channel, basically. Let's let's start to doubt Dr. Fauci and demonize him. Yeah. Instead of Donald Trump, who was responsible for hundreds of thousands of dead people. You know, how about Bill Maher spend a little time talking about how Donald Trump murdered hundreds of thousands of Americans because of his irresponsibility, incompetence, ego, and ambition? Oh, my God. But it's Dr. F- yes, it's Dr. Fauci's fault. Why does he, yeah. why does he always change his mind? He, just, he keeps changing things. Oh, God damn it. So frustrating. Go and do it. I hope so, because it certainly has been my position since the beginning of this. Just resume living. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. The, the, the 15 of 100,000, that's where we are cases in California. 15 cases per 100,000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great for people who live in California. Right. The, the rest of us are here in other states. I, and, I'm in you know. Florida. How do you think that's going? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the uh, cherry picking of the statistics. D- the 15 per 100,000. How about the nationwide stats? How about the stats across the entire state? How about the uh, statistics for children in, in the United States right now as far as uh, testing positive for COVID? I mean, they're astronomical. I think one during the course of one seven-day span last month, I want to say it was mid to late October, during that one span, there were over, I think, I want to say 160,000 children in the United States tested positive. And just one child, week child, one week alone, over 6 child, million have tested child positive. In, yeah, Child infections have gone up 123% since the start of school. There were how many deaths yesterday? Uh, I want to say 1,200 people in the United States died There's, of COVID. Still losing 1,000 people a day, give or take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 72,000 cases as of the other day uh, for the week. That was the seven-day average. That's more than some weeks during the 2020 era pre-vaccines and it's because of this kind of nonsense people thinking well now that i'm vaccinated it's like free for all i can do whatever the fuck i want but it's not we're not there yet i mean i'd love for us to be there contrary to what bill maher says i would love for us to be at that place where we can go back to normal life which we had for about two weeks back in may but now things have changed. Things have disintegrated because people get complacent. People hear authority figures like Bill Maher and go, I guess everything's fine. Well, why should I pay attention? Everything's fine. I've um, got more, but let's hear what Bill had to say. Yeah. people. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic, but you know what? <laughs> it's over. There's always going to be a variance. You shouldn't have to wear masks. I should be able, I haven't had a meeting with my staff since March of 2020. Oh, boo-hoo. Stop whining. Oh, my God, the whining. Bill, Bill demands his meeting. (laughs) I know. Hey, let's all get infected because Bill hasn't had a goddamn meeting with his staff since March of 2020. Oh, woe is me. Okay. That's him. I like the idea that he says... We shouldn't have to wear masks. Yeah, you know what? We shouldn't have to wear a mask, but we kind of do, especially because after of people like him. Uh, yeah. Because of people like him, and because of the fact that you know we've been hearing reports lately that uh, vaccinated people can transmit the virus uh, yeah. at a rate that's close to unvaccinated people. That's why you should wear masks in closed quarters with people. Oh my God, this is no brainer shit. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. 
We don't need to do any of that shit anymore. Why? I don't, the state, the corporate, whoever it is, you're being fucking... Re- Sorry again. Why him? Why is he Why him? Me? I know, because you're a senator and you should... Yeah, Chris Coons is sitting there. I forget. I'm Never sorry. heard that word. I Never. know. I know. Um, but really, I mean, also, vaccine, mask, pick one. No. you got to pick. You can't no. make me mask if I've had the vaccine. How... Yeah, Smarty Pants Bill Maher has already tested. Bill Maher has had COVID. Uh So clearly he was doing something that he should have been doing. Oh, my God. Or someone around him wasn't doing what they should have been doing, more importantly, which is probably wearing a mask. Someone around him didn't wear a mask or he didn't wear a mask or some combination of the two. That's why he ended up getting COVID a few weeks ago or whatever, a month or two ago. Um, and now he's saying this. Yeah, is there uh, more? Is there more tape, or is that? Yeah, oh, that yes, the end there, of the oh yes, there. Oh yes, there's more. Right. Still, still more. Up with COVID, it's not working for me anymore. <laughs> I stayed home the first year. I was a good girlfriend. He was a little abusive. Then I got the vaccine. I right. walked out of the CVS. I hadn't been that thrilled coming out of a drugstore since I got the birth control pill in 1981. It's like, oh no, I'm back. And it was. Just- the same thing i knew it's like okay i'm not gonna need this every day but when i do need it it's on board and then i barely got there and it was like oh it's delta so i you know i i just you know they're complaining as if someone just decided oh here's the delta variant you know here deal with this no right. one decided that that is not no. something that was passed through congress or something like that it the happened virus decided that yeah. yes exactly it happened because of the virus and because of irresponsible people transmitting the fucking virus that's why it happened it's not like someone introduced it it's not like a new product the new hasbro delta variant come and get it now it's going to be the hot holiday item for your kids it's kenner it's fun <laughs> exactly jesus just, i can't keep up i and you know what i have cancer i'm triple vaxxed if it gets me fair play to it because it will put up a fight against me but i'm not staying in my house again there you go <laughs> You're down with that because yeah, it's the Democrats yeah, yeah. who seem to be. I mean, I travel in every state now, back on back on the road, and Here the red go. states are a joy, and the blue states are a pain in the ass <laughs> for no reason. For no wow. reason. For no reason. For no reason. Oh my God! You know, good luck this holiday season when you know half the people in your uh, circle of friends or your family or whatever going to be echoing that shit. Oh, yeah, you want to wear a mask? Oh, you're doing it for no reason. Why are you being so silly with that mask? Because Bill Maher said there's no reason you should be vaccinated to wear a mask at the same time. Are you crazy? Why are you ruining the holiday? Oh, my God. This is why this is never going to go away. This is why this is going to become endemic in the United States. It isn't just Bill Maher. Uh, uh, we're about to talk about a very, very good thing the Washington Post did this week. Yeah, yeah. But before we do, I have to talk about something uh, not so good that they may have done as well. Yeah. I'm looking at an article from, I believe it's yesterday morning's Washington Post. The headline mm-hmm. is, how does a pandemic start winding down? You're looking at it. That's the headline. No, no, it, no. The, the, the first sentence of the story is the pandemic isn't over, but, uh, and, and it talks about the drop in cases. Now, new news out today, 24 hours later, says that the decline we've been seeing lately in cases has stopped and that there is a slight uptick. And we can also learn from the UK, where unlike the rest of Europe, UK has opened up again, mm-hmm. but put life back to normal. 
and their cases are off the charts now as yep. a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at colder weather with people confined indoors again. The holidays are coming when people gather. Uh, here's where uh, we are at this house. Here's where I am. Uh, I will continue to wear a mask indoors with strangers. I am triple vaccinated. Uh, other than that, I plan to lead a pretty normal life. There are a few places I won't go. If it's going to be crowded, uh, even outdoors, or if I'm indoors, I'll be wearing a mask. And uh, I am vaccinated. Uh, but but I, I, too, am ready to start living again. And it's going to be hard to rein people in. Um, mm-hmm. I'm concerned, especially at my age, about about life passing me by and and about, you know, not living life to its fullest. And so and I know a lot of people are feeling the same way. But my choice is based on the fact that I am vaccinated and I wear masks when appropriate. Uh, and and I think I think that's where we are right now. The article that I cited from the Post yesterday goes on to cite a couple of experts who say, no, the pandemic isn't over, but this is about as good as it's going to get. <sighs> that 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 we are, you know, that we've reached a brick wall at this point. Mm-hmm. That the the virus is something that we're going to have to live with. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you know, it it can't be. It it, it scientists, epidemiologists, I- immunologists say it can't be wiped out at this point. It's mm-hmm. too late to yeah. wipe it out. Yeah. Uh, so you, do we live? Do we not live? Uh, my advice: live, but safely. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Uh, but live. The way you kill this thing is to kick it when it's down. You know, when when things get uh, a little bit better, when things improve a little bit, that's not when you get complacent. In fact, you got to double your efforts at that point because, look, there are two tracks that we're all on. Every single one of us on this planet, every human being on this planet are on two tracks, or at least they should be. One, keep yourself and the people immediately around you healthy. Two, get rid of the fucking virus from our society so we can move back to a regular, some sort of normal life. That's Even the scientists, idea. and you got to balance, and you got to make sure you focus on both of those things. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with this forever. Even scientists are saying, "Well, but scientists are saying we are stuck with this forever, yeah. and that 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 it can't be eliminated at this point." This is the word from immunologists and virologists. Uh, it's we've we've done just about all we can do. That that this is going to be life going forward, where we are right now. Uh, they don't expect much change. They're they expect there may be a spike over the winter, uh, and that it too will subside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm predicting that it'll kind of. I've been for some time predicting it'll fizzle out around March of next year. Yeah. Uh, but I think it will always be with us, mm-hmm. and uh, so we, uh, those of us who do care about society, uh, will continue to take precautions. Yeah. And uh, this is this is our life now. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, some clarification on statistics here. Uh, 117,000 nationwide cases of COVID among children for the week of uh, October 14th through October 21st. That was just one week alone. I think it was over 6 million, something like that, total children infected uh, as of right now. And then in terms of uh, nationwide, let's see, for a pandemic being over, there are 124,000 new cases uh, today. (laughs) Or I mean, I sorry. Yesterday, yesterday, November first, hundred hundred twenty four thousand new yeah, cases. Seven day, seven day average seventy four thousand. 
that's it starting to tick up again. It's it like has a, fallen. Yeah. It has fallen dramatically over the last month. We have to be honest about that. But it, that that fall has stopped, mm. and uh, we see it ticking up again. And please, please, please pay attention to what's happening with the UK. Yeah. Uh, the one European society that's decided to open up and pretend it's over is now seeing a huge, huge huge spike in cases outpacing the rest of the world at this mm-hmm. point and, uh yeah. so you just be careful yeah but it's over because bill maher wants to have a meeting with his staff again so there's that it's it's over because a lot of people have just decided it's over <laughs> it's and he's over. one of them yeah. uh, unfortunately he has the megaphone was it over when the germans bombed pearl harbor hell no, no. We'll um, see when it's over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this Washington Post thing, oh, my God, you were exactly right when you called it a book. I mean, they basically put together the most comprehensive report on the insurrection that I have ever seen. And what's interesting about it, too, uh, another thing you mentioned is that um, in, this reads like the eventual 1-6 committee's final report. It's like exactly. A, yeah. 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 Let me let me please say this to our listeners. Yes. Well, seek out this report. I, I know there's a paywall. If you know somebody, I mean, it would be worth getting a subscription temporarily yeah. just to be able to read this amazing, amazing article. I recommend everybody read this. Uh, the Washington Post has done an amazing thing here. Mm-hmm. They were uh, using two dozen reporters and dozens more staff members. I mean, they dedicated almost the entire paper to this. Yeah, They interviewed 230 witnesses, gathered thousands of documents, videos, and photos to put this thing together. And uh, they they came to some, uh, you know, essential conclusions that sum it up. But it does read like a book. It is quite lengthy. It's divided into three chapters yeah. uh, called Before, During, and After. Uh, and it is the uh, most complete summary you will find of exactly what happened, what caused the insurrection, how it was carried out, how it was planned. It doesn't answer all the questions like who funded it, although it does give us some clues. Uh, but it, it is amazingly comprehensive. It includes uh, audio recordings, video recordings, and uh, still photos in addition to uh, amazingly well-written text. It's a fascinating read. You will develop an amazing respect for a female officer named Mendoza, a Capitol yeah. Police, mm-hmm. and what she experienced and what uh, just her story within that. But it, it does reveal so much, and I do think that it reads like the January 6th committee's final report yeah. will read. I think you're going to see a lot of similarity. So if you want to get an advanced look at what, because and a lot of this uh, reporting, a lot of these documents are from the January 6th committee. Mm-hmm. So that's why, <laughs> that's why they know that. And that's why I think that they, they parallel so well. If you want to see it first, uh, get a hold of that Washington Post article and read every word. That's right. It's uh, just so you know, it's called "Before, During, and After the Attack." The attack being the main title mm-hmm. of the piece. Uh, right. Enormous, and I love the fact that they're calling it the attack because right. that's what it was. It was American citizens attacking the government. Attacking they, Congress, they, they pull no punches. Yeah, the the first, I, first chapter before it's got all the red flags as law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. fail to heed mounting warnings before January sixth as Trump propels his supporters to Washington, many with the intent to commit violent acts. Uh, second chapter during. And then it says bloodshed for 187 harrowing minutes. The president watched his supporters attack the Capitol and resisted pleas to stop them. Not didn't stop them. Resisted the ability to stop them. Uh, And then after contagion. 
Menacing threats and disinformation spread across the country in the wake of the Capitol siege, shaking the underpinnings of American democracy. You know where we are right now as far as polls go? 82% of Republicans believe the election was stolen by Joe Biden. Right. right. Fox News, 82% of Fox News viewers specifically believe the election was stolen. Well, I wonder where they got that idea. Yeah, I don't know. This is shocking. Fox News, of course. Yeah, yeah. If if I may, here are the four... Uh, conclusions okay. uh, f- yeah. from the report. And I've changed the order. I'm listing them in a different order than the Post did. Mm-hmm. But these are their exact words and, and their uh, their priorities. Now, the first two I'm going to give you have to do with the failures of law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, escalating danger signs were in full view hours before the Capitol attack, but did not trigger a stepped-up security response. Mm-hmm. And two, the FBI was forced to improvise a plan to take back control of the Capitol. They had to come up with it on the fly. Now, the other two findings, and, and these are the, the most significant findings of the Washington Post massive investigation for which they deserve another Pulitzer. Uh, Trump had, number one, Trump had direct warnings of the risk, but stood by for 187 minutes before telling his supporters to go home. <sighs> and number two, during that time, his allies pressured Pence to reject the election results even after the Capitol siege. They were still on Pence after the attack because it was all part of the same operation. Mm, Unfucking believable. Yes. Yes. But now, as if we skewed off into some sort of tangent in the space-time continuum after the insurrection, slowly the Republican Party began to retcon everything that happened. Fox News began to retcon everything that happened to the point where now we have myriad laws that have been passed based on the lies that led to the insurrection um election laws to entirely based on what trump lied about the the shit that he made up after the election and make no mistake he made it all up these 82 percent of fox news viewers they are suckers they believe nonsense they believe an obvious con man not just unfortunately not just any con man someone who is so clearly a con man to anyone with gray matter in their head. And the thing that I think our listeners need to keep in mind is uh, the big lie is the impetus for hundreds of proposed laws, yeah. scores of which have already become law uh, in uh, like 17 of our states. In other words, the big lie isn't just a propaganda problem for us. It's the law. Yeah. The the Republican officials can now overturn elections. And unless we pass the Voting Rights Act and put a stop to that, that's how our future elections are going to go. Mm-hmm. And just as I predicted on this show, uh, I said, uh, you know, in, in the 2020 election, I said, this is the new mode of operation for Republicans. Mm-hmm. And that is to declare every election a fraud yeah and to challenge every election until people no longer believe in elections that's right we are already we are already bob was talking about uh, what could happen if we're ultimately ruled by a minority i worry that in many ways we already are ruled by a minority Mm -hmm. we already bow far too much to the side that holds no power yeah Uh, it baffles me (laughs) i know and doesn't make me as optimistic as I would like to be. I'm crankier than Bill Maher about not having a meeting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I don't blame you. This is a situation where it's so much easier 
to influence people if you are no longer tethered to the truth, if you are no longer tethered to facts, if you can disconnect from all the things that are required in order to have integrity and honesty and all of those virtues, then you can say literally anything you want, anything you make up. And of course, shit you make up is going to be tailor-made for your target audience. Right. Yeah. You don't have to craft talking points around the facts. Just take the facts away and make up whatever the fucking talking points that you want to make up. And that will sway so many people. As I was just saying, 82% of Fox News viewers are completely disconnected from the facts because the message they've been hearing is completely disconnected from the facts. It's one of those things where if they weren't so racist and horrendous and misguided, I would feel sorry for them. Here's a great example. Here's a great example. Let's talk about this guy who was uh, was a Virginia voter who was pissed off about critical race theory and was asked, what exactly is critical race theory? Let's listen to this guy. What's the most important issue in the governor's race here in Virginia? Getting back to the basics of teaching children, not teaching them critical race theory. And, uh, and, And what is critical race theory? Well, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I don't understand it that much. But it's something that I don't, what little bit that I know I don't care for. And, and what have you heard that, that you don't, well, that you I'm don't not, like? Well, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have that much knowledge on it. But okay. it's something that I'm not, that I don't care for. Yeah, it's like communism. I don't like communism. Well, what is communism? I, 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 I don't. I, 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 I. That is every Republican voter. Yep. I, I really think it is. I That that sounds very familiar, like yeah, as yeah. in my own family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, that's that's like something my folks might have said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the reaction would have been the same. I mean, uh, it, it's got to be every Republican voter. And this is the ignorance we've... We failed ourselves in education. Mm-hmm. We have failed ourselves in in journalism, uh, with rare exceptions. Uh, this is this is not a good scenario, and no. it's it's led us to this seemingly fifty fifty point. When the truth is, most Americans share the same ideals. You and I, and the people listening, we are the majority. And we're letting, or we have let, control slip away from us. Look, as far as reporters who still seem interested to go out to the various diners and the hinterlands and to talk (laughs) to Trump supporters, I've got your answers for you. You don't need to do that anymore. Here's the solution. Here's the big scoop that you need to unravel, to deconstruct what makes all of these Trump supporters tick. The fact is, they are suckers. They have been fooled by Roger Ailes and then Donald Trump. That is what's happened in this country. It's Roger Ailes, Donald Trump, making up bullshit. The most recently about critical race theory, which isn't being taught in schools in any way, shape, or form. But yet Fox News has said, yes, it is. So all these guys, like that guy we just heard from, go, well, yeah, of course, it's critical race theory. It's wrong. Well, what do you think it is? Duh. And what they're really saying is uh, because I want to keep black people down. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's really what they're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So a few things uh, I want to wrap up the show with. Uh, I, I, one here. thing I want to talk about, and I know we, we talked about discussing this, and that is uh, how this ignorance mm-hmm. uh, can and probably will lead to violence. 
Oh, yes, that's right. Okay, we're going to talk about that and uh, a little bit more here on the show. But uh, but first, I want to talk about the after party real quick. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. I don't know if you knew this. Four shows. I do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday. It's amazing. But the Friday show happens in semi-secret on our Patreon page. And this one, of course, the after party is different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. It's loaded with all the politics you want. So we got all that covered while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations, as if these conversations aren't obscene, but they're even more obscene on the after party. We're talking about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the stuff we can't get away with on a free show. And by the way, on the most recent after party, this past Friday, we talked about how to sabotage Trump's new streaming service when you go and visit your parents for the holidays, plus Mm -hmm. a new revelation about the JFK assassination and Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos and a lot more. So, <laughs> so please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday after party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two shadow docket shows every damn week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. Oh, yeah, one of our faves here on the show. Yep. The great Megan McDuffie right here. A song called Possession Your Love from her brand new album called Inner Demons. Yeah, we love Megan here. And, uh, MeganMcDuffie.bandcamp.com. Link in the description under this episode at BobSeska.com. Go click it, mash it, smash it down. Whatever the kids are saying on YouTube. Smash, smash that subscribe button, whatever it is. That they say. I have no idea. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> oh, those kids. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, a few really dumb things here. This is a little bit fun. This is some more fun. We need the fun, especially yes, today. Yeah. Fun break. Yeah. Louis Gomert <laughs> was <laughs> gomerting it up the other day. And whenever that happens, I always go to Charles Johnson's Twitter feed because he loves making fun of Louis Gomert. He's made <laughs> so little I, like yeah. sitcom logos for Louis Gomert when he says really <laughs> stupid shit. It's Louis. Yeah, Louis Gomert, or it's just uh, for short with an exclamation mark, sort of like Gutfeld. It's Gomert. Um, Louis Gomert, I'm trying to see. No, I didn't I didn't gather the audio because I, I didn't want to scare people. But here's what Louis Gomert said on the floor of the House of Representatives the other day. Yes. I've read where experts have said if you've got a choice between the temperature getting slightly warmer or slightly mm-hmm. colder, mm-hmm. you want warmer. Because if it's getting slightly colder, that means there's less time for crops to grow. And more time for fires to sweep across the land. Yes, but exactly. That's story. And by the way, the experts he consulted there, to quote the West Wing, uh, a beanie baby and a sock puppet. That's uh, his <laughs> experts that he chose. And I was wondering the other day, I was like, did he at some point get kicked in the face by a mule? And then someone in the comments under that said, oh, no, Bob, he wasn't kicked in the face by a mule. Louis Gomert whizzed on the electric fence. Don't whiz on the electric fence. You should know better. Yeah, do not There's whiz on the electric fence, So Louis. many Republicans we can play that for now. I know, including Chuck Grassley. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, here's what Chuck Grassley tweeted yesterday. Welcome to President Biden's America, where 10,000 pounds of fentanyl 
have been seized by Customs and Border Patrol so far this fiscal year, which is enough to kill over 2 billion people or more than one-fourth of the world's population. That's somehow bad for Joe so they, Biden? They, they, they seized it, did they? So it didn't get on the streets and didn't kill 2 billion people. Yes. And Joe Biden gets the credit for that, I guess. Exactly. So you can say that Joe Biden saved the lives of 2 billion people, more than one quarter of the world's population. Uh-huh. And, and, and Grassley peed on the electric fence. Don't on the electric fence. Stop whizzing on the electric fence, Republicans. It's like it's like when Trump uh, said, uh, don't look at the documents A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Uh, he was whizzing on the electric fence. Yeah, Donald Trump always whizzes on the electric fence. Don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> I love that. We're running stimpy. Good um, advice. Yes, yes. So along those lines of what Chuck Grassley tweeted, uh, the Republican account, the GOP, at GOP, this is the main Republican Party Twitter account, tweeted this on October 22nd. Breaking 192,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended at the southern border last month, the highest number of September apprehensions ever recorded by DHS. Thank you, Joe so, Biden. <laughs> so those people were kept out successfully. Then. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Republican Party whizzing on the electric fence, I think. Don't whiz on the electric fence. Yeah, that's going to become a staple on the show. Just get used to it. Um, all right. I can bite you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, on the uh, serious side of all of this, of course, uh-huh. this nonsense is inciting more and more red hats to commit violence at school board meetings and even against, in some cases, against children. Uh, I mean... I saw an analysis the other day, yes. just in general, about social media and how, you know how being celebrities made Tom Cruise and Michael Jackson a little fucking nuts? Right. Well, now we're all Tom Cruise and Michael Jackson because we have our own little celebrity niches on social media and so on. Right. And that right. attention, I think, is making people go bananas. And some really? people worse than others. The people who already have firearms and and want something to do with those firearms, uh-huh. they're going nuts, too. So A lot of talk about that. Yeah, yeah violence yeah. Uh, against uh, school officials uh, mm-hmm. has been threatened. Uh, uh, you know, this is why, again, local elections are important because a lot of people are being scared out of their jobs. Mm-hmm. That was certainly has certainly been true and continues to be true for local election officials, which is why we need strong people in those offices. Uh, here's another headline for the Washington. Washington Post this week, nearly four in 10 who say that the election was stolen from Trump say that violence might be needed to save America. Uh, I've read an article as well about uh, the threat of violence over vaccine mandates, especially for children. Mm-hmm. But Biden's employee mandate uh, hasn't gone into effect yet. Wait till it does. Now, it's interesting yeah. because uh, although we heard 10,000 uh, police and firefighters would resign in New York if they were forced to get vaccinated, in the end, only uh, three dozen did resign. Uh, and uh, as we've discussed before, those are probably... Uh, public safety officials that we can do without because mm-hmm. they don't believe in public safety. 
Um, but, uh, you know, so, but, but the, the violence that's threatened because of this against health officials, yeah, the health officials who've been forced to resign over the past year and a half, two years, uh, over, uh, people being upset about restrictions because of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, this violence is, and we're hearing more, we're hearing more, when do we bring the guns? Somebody shouted yeah. recently at a political rally. When do we, when do we get out the guns? That's how close they are to committing violence and I don't know, get a helmet and lay low. I don't know what advice to tell people, but I, I, you know, this ignorance mm-hmm. has grown into anger, which is about to turn into violence and, and yeah. in some cases already has. Oh yeah. Uh, again, hard to be optimistic because of this massive, this, this epidemic of ignorance mm-hmm. uh, and the anger it has fueled. Yeah, and what's happened is a considerable portion of the American population, certainly in, in terms of the political debate at the very least, and I know you can break down the percentages and say, well, it's not that much overall, but I mean, in terms of the people who are actually in the process of influencing politics and participating in politics, I think there are a lot of, especially Republicans, who have lost sight of what democracy is all about, forming mm-hmm. oh, arguments yeah. and a, and creating a debate based on facts, well, and, and whoever they, you know comes out on top in the debate gets to have their way for a while, and that's how it works. But what it, they're saying is, we don't have that motivation anymore. We don't want to debate anymore. We don't, we're just we're frustrated with the whole thing because our leaders are telling us horse shit, and it confuses they, us, and so now we just got to shoot things. That's the... Because, because they don't understand because we failed to educate them properly on how mm-hmm. government does work and what their citizenship responsibilities are. Well, and the part of the problem is that we're coming up on a big time midterm election season where you're going to see the ads. You're going to see the commercials in which Republican candidates and sitting members of legislatures, governor's mansions, uh, Congress and so on are going to be doing commercials in which. They shoot or blow up things they don't like in the commercials. We've seen this time and time again. Oh, I don't like that tax code. Let's shoot it. Or I don't like Obamacare. Let's shoot it. I don't like this or that thing. And we're going to blow it up with explosives. That's how we solve problems here. And so vote for me. And so no wonder they're like, oh, okay, I guess uh, candidate so-and-so is uh, blowing shit up. So, yeah, it must be okay. Exactly. Exactly. And then you have people like Lauren Boebert, who, uh, along with Matt Gates this past weekend, threatened to blow up the Capitol building. I I can't believe I've buried this lead, but this was an actual thing. Uh, Matt Gates at an event was joking about blowing up the metal detectors inside the Capitol building. And then Lauren Boebert quote tweeted that and said, Mm -hmm. I'll bring the Tannerite, which is a fucking explosive into the Capitol building to blow up either the entire building, however powerful the Tannerite might be, or just, you know, the metal detectors at the entrance to the Capitol building because of the insurrection. Well, like so many of our listeners, I can't believe they're still walking free after making threats like that. What would happen if you or I made a threat like that? Oh, Uh, I I know. I can only think and hope that uh, prosecutions are being developed uh, behind the scenes. Uh, if they're not, we're screwed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- th- there's got to be. She's got to be held to account. They mm-hmm. all do. Yeah. Matt Gates, for crying out loud, shouldn't even be in a position to be tweeting at this point. I know. And look, I recommended that everyone report that tweet. It's still yes, up. Yes, so I guess Twitter has determined that Lauren Boebert was joking. 
which if that was a joke, let's bi- let's blow up the Capitol building. Clearly, you know what happened is uh, Lauren Boebert, you know, uh, pissed on the electric fence. Don't piss on the electric fence. I can only hope she gets the commensurate electric shock that goes with that. Oh, man. So there's uh, there's our day. Uh, there's our show. Half silly, half really pissed off. That is kind yeah. of the... Uh, it's a half and half. Yeah, a, I will try to be more optimistic uh, next week, and I will be. If Terry McAuliffe, in fact, wins Virginia. That's our. That's right. Uh, good luck, future people. I hope things turned out well in the election. We are uh, from the past now. And uh, so we're, we're giving you a salute from the past. And, you know, good luck. Good luck. If things turned out badly, good luck. Uh, it could be a while before we know. Yeah, lots more to talk about coming up on the Shadow Docket portion of the show on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Uh, let's see. What else? Like what? what else are we going to talk about? Let's see. Um, oh, <laughs> a show note. Something that I'm not doing that I I guess I should be doing. I got a, a, a funny exit interview by someone who left our Patreon page. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, plus, oh, my God. Some interesting news out of the UK with regard to online trolls. We're going to talk about that. And uh, more about Lauren Boebert, by the way. <laughs> We'll see if there's uh, more to talk about with Lauren Boebert. Uh, she had a funny, uh, and and by funny I mean terrible, a terrible couple things to say about uh, Pete Buttigieg and paternity leave. Well, which is what do you ex- what do you expect from someone who gave birth to Louis Gohmert in the front seat of her pickup? <laughs> so gross, <laughs> and fully formed like Louis yes, Gohmert the way he looks exactly now, exactly as he looks today. That's right, <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. covered in purple spooge, but still wearing the suit, bald. Screaming about asparagus, <laughs> you know the usual, the usual shit. Right. So uh, that's happening on our Patreon page again, BobSuskaShow.com. Thank you for subscribing at the five dollar level. If you sign up, by the way, at the ten dollar level, you're not only going to get the Shadow Dog, you're also going to get the After Party on Friday. And if you sign up at fifteen dollars a month, you're going to get all that stuff: two Shadow Docket shows, the After Party, plus we take out all the commercials from the free show for uh-huh. you, and we form what is called the ultimate edition of this podcast. It's the free show with no commercials, seamlessly bleeding right into, and I use the word bleeding, into the shadow docket portion of the show. It's all in one big hour and a half podcast. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Don't on the electric fence.